0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I'm sure you've had this observation before. I certainly have, that when someone brings a baby into the room, all eyes are on the baby, right? The baby is going to be the center of everyone's attention, and you can't ignore a baby, right? No matter how, how much of a tough guy you are, how much you might think you're not a softy when there's a baby in the room, you're gonna to wave to the baby and you're gonna make eyes at the baby and, and you're gonna pay attention to the baby. But I think there's a way we can we can use that to connect with our reading this morning because it's interesting on Christmas morning, we don't get the story of the gospel that's so familiar to us. Right? We don't get all of the details of Mary, of Joseph, of the too crowded. In of the shepherds and the angels, all of that familiar Christmas story we don't get. John assumes that that we know that story. He assumes we know the details, right? And so it's like those stories, those gospel lessons, they bring the baby into the room for us. We see the baby. We see Christ coming into the room, and our eyes are directed there. But our reading this morning, the Gospel of John, he hands us the baby. He says, this is the baby. Get to know him. Understand who he is. This is the baby. And so, in straightforward, simple terms, John is telling us who Jesus is. Who is the Christ who has come for us. And so this reading from John 1, according to Martin Luther, is the most important gospel reading of the church year, because it points exactly for us who Christ is. And so as we look at this text, I think one way to look at it and to tackle it is to follow John's lead in asking, well, who is Jesus? And what John does for us is he gives certain titles. He ascribes to Jesus particular titles. So, for example, first, John says that Jesus is the Word. The word's a familiar Greek word, logos. And he's saying Jesus is the logos of God. That Greek word, logos, that's where we get our word logical. And logos is this big, encompassing word that means everything that is reasonable and rational. The logos is the fabric and the principle which makes the world make sense. It's why two plus two equals four. It's why up is up and down is down. It's what makes the truth true. Without this logos, the world cannot exist. And so John is telling us that Jesus is that principle. When God spoke creation into existence, this was Christ. Christ is the word that brings all things into existence. What God wills, the word brings into being. And so the word reveals the mind of God. And so the word, the logos, is not separable from God. That is to say that the word is God. We say that Christ is the only begotten word of the Father, the word that's always flowing from God and is always identified with God. They are one. As Christ says, I am the Father, are one. And so John wants us to know that the, that the Jesus we see in Luke chapter 2, the Jesus we see in the familiar Christmas stories, that is God. That baby in the manger reveals to us perfectly who God is. And so if we want to see God, if we want to know God, we will see him in the person of Jesus Christ. And so whoever receives the word, that is, whoever receives Christ is receiving the fullness of God. The second title John gives to Jesus is that he is life. John says, In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. Later in the gospel, in John 11, Jesus will say, I am the resurrection and the life. And in calling Christ the life, John is doing more than just saying Jesus is a living person. Of course he's a living person. But he's telling us that Jesus is the author and the source of life. That means wherever Christ is, their life will be also. We see this throughout the Gospels as well. Jesus raises the dead. He heals the sick. He brings forgiveness of sins. And it's not because he's just a miracle worker. It's not because he's a magician of some sort. In ancient times, there were magicians and healers who claimed to be able to raise the dead and heal the sick, and we have no idea if those stories are true or not. But the point in the Gospels is that Jesus doesn't raise the dead or heal the sick through magic. Instead, Jesus is sharing himself with those because he himself is life. This also means that he is eternal life. He's life that doesn't end. We know John 3.16 so well, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's not an economic transaction of sorts. It's not that eternal life is a payment for living a good life. It's more that Christ is given to us, and because Christ is given to us, We have life never ending. We open up our hands and we receive this baby and we have life. He is giving himself to us. Christ is life. And when we receive him, we receive life. The third title John uses for Christ is the light. This is to say that Christ shows all that is true and good. He dispels sin and darkness. Everything sinful and dark in us, Christ dispels. <coughs> Excuse me. Light always dispels darkness, and not the other way around. Where there is light, there cannot be darkness. Where Christ is, there will not be darkness. Christ reveals to us perfectly God's love, and he leads us into the way of holiness and righteousness. And so Christ is the guide of our life. He shows us the way to the Father because he is the way to the Father. So John has told us that Christ is the word, he is the life, and he is the light. And so this morning, in the quietness of this morning, we celebrate that the word, the life, and the light has become a baby for us. A baby quietly laid, in the manger for us. And this is why Luther says the gospel is the most vital reading of the whole church here. Because the word has become flesh for us. We have hope. We have hope that we are not alone in this world. We have hope that we can be saved from our sin. We have hope that darkness is not our eternity. And we have hope That the grave is not our final destination indeed the word the light and the life became a baby in order to take our sin for us to take death from us and to defeat darkness for us that is what he did for us he overcame darkness because he is the truth the life and the light and as john tells us christ has become a child so that we also be made, can be made children of God. We are made to be co-sharers of the life and the light. And so you also now bear the word of God inside you. When you're baptized, you're washed with the word. When you receive Holy Communion, you receive the word. When you trust in the word that's preached to you, you are receiving Christ when I as a preacher stand before you and declare to you the entire forgiveness of your sins, I do so because the word has made it so. All of this is possible. All of the good news that we know, all of the good news that we believe is possible because the word has become flesh, because the son of God made himself into a baby in Bethlehem. And so Christmas is nothing short of that truth. Christ became human for you. Christ became man to give you eternal life. And so that baby is handed to you this morning. And that baby is your life. Amen.